welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, your host, Taryn, and today I'm joined by Joe and Jamie. Hello. Hello, my trouble chief. Hello, Hello to you. Uh, or as Daniel would say, what up, ooze? My tribal chief. Yeah, how, how are we? Yeah, good, thanks, good. Are we, all, are we all wrestled out? It is cold, isn't it? Yeah, I'm very sports entertained. Very sports entertained in the cold. For any of our international listeners here in the UK at the moment, it's about any well anything from between freezing to minus two, minus three. I think it was minus three when I woke up this morning. Took a while for the uh, defro- uh, for the frost to defrost off the car. Um, but it's weird though, isn't it? Because we've got that winter sun at the moment. I looked out the window earlier and I was looking at the evergreen tree in the garden next door to me so obviously none of the leaves fall off that and there wasn't a cloud in the sky and the sun was bright and the sky was blue and if you didn't know any different you'd look outside and think it was a summer's day but it's bloody freezing joe yeah i agree it's absolutely freezing he was chilly jamie as the both of us well yeah i don't drive do i so you know i walk in it so i'm used to it and you know we were at the football yesterday two days ago sorry and that was cold so it's all fun and games. I dropped my son off at the childminder this morning. It was cold. Oh. I, dropped, I picked him up this afternoon. It was cold. No driving for me today. It was all walking. So, yes, yeah, so I was as chilly as everybody. Mm. So then this week, well, we, we have to point out that Daniel isn't joining us this week. He has had to work, unfortunately. So he won't get to hear how terrible he no doubt did in our pay-per-view predictions. I'm hoping Joe has remembered what uh, what he did, because, of course, I wasn't here last week. So I'm hoping yeah. he's remembered. I hope you can remember, Joe, what you said. And, Jamie, I hope you can remember what you said. I definitely remember what I said. I would just say, spoiler alert, three in a row. Well, it, that has yet to be confirmed. We'll tally it all up at the end. Don't you worry about that. Um, but it may very well be a spoiler alert. Let's see. Let's see. We, of course, this last Saturday had WWE's premium live event hailing from Chicago, Illinois, for this year's Survivor Series War Games. And uh, yeah, it was a a smaller card than normal, just the five matches, but taking up almost the three hours and uh, two War Games matches, the women's and the men's, and then three matches surrounding that. And Joe, before we break down the event in its entirety and look at our predictions, give us your overall thoughts on the event. How did you find it? Um, I thought it was very, very good. I always like a War Games match. Like, as we said when we first started the podcast, like Survivor Series kind of got a bit like lost its shine, a bit like brand supremacy, like nobody really cares. Whereas, like, if you get like two opposing factions or two opposing teams and you put them in a cage, like something goes off, and I think it, I think it delivered more than delivered. Both War Games matches did, so yeah, I really, really enjoyed both of them. The question is, did you and Dan watch it live, or did you read the results and then watch it? No, I didn't watch it live, but I watched it in the morning. I tried not to look at my phone and see anything that happened, and then I did see one thing that happened, and I was like. Of course, of course it is. Uh, but I tried to keep it quiet, and then Dad woke up. And he was like, "Did you see him come back?" I was like, "Um, maybe." So I did see that, but it was it was unintentional. I didn't go looking for it. I just saw it. Jamie, did you watch it live? I did not watch it live. I watched it in the morning. Oh, but stayed spoiler free. Um, unfortunately, similar to Joe, um, when I wake up on a Sunday morning, I like to watch my college football highlights. So I went onto YouTube to watch the Florida Gators lose to the Florida Seminoles, unfortunately. And that was the first video that popped up, but right next to it was, oh, returned at Survivor Series 2023. I'm like, for God's sake, I tried to be quick, but obviously it did make sense. I was just hoping it was a fan-made video that somebody put on there, but <laughs> it turned out obviously to be true. So I was very much poorly over the weekend. I had the terrible man flu. Two two separate occasions of taking my son to hospital, which he's fine. And that's why I missed last week's episode. Um, But of course, whatever 
virus and stuff he has has passed on to me. His mum, my wife, the wife, has been ill for about two bloody months and he's only just getting over it. So, of course, it was my turn. Full up dose with the mad loot. And I was like, shall I stay up and watch it live? Because I normally do. But I knew I had a drive to Birmingham on the Sunday to go to Cabri World. Enough said about that. Um, and I just couldn't do it. I couldn't know I had to stay up till about four in the morning. Had to be up at six to set off at seven. So I had the difficult process of, even though I knew that for most of the day I wouldn't be on my phone because I'd be driving a, a good nearly six hour round trip and then being at the attraction all day, I shouldn't be having to check my phone. But you know, there were occasions when I were. However, I managed to completely stay spoiler free. Got back in about, oh, about six o'clock in the evening, put it straight on the TV and watched it in its entirety without any spoilers so i was very much sports entertained and yes before anybody asks i watched the event in its entirety without skipping any matches that's not to say i wasn't having my tea at one point during the rhea ripley zoe starks match so i may not have been as fully engrossed in that match as i was the others but i did watch the rest of the event so let's have a look and let's break it down then so we kicked off the uh Kicked off the night with the, I think what everybody suspected was going to kick off the event, with the women's war games match. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi and Becky Lynch against Damage Control. Um, I'll, I'll start with this one. Why not? Um, slightly disappointed I was in the result because I believe I chose Damage Control to pick up the win. I just thought to me that well to me that made more sense in respect to the fact that yes you've got the you know you've got Bianca Belair, you've got Charlotte Flair, you've got Becky Lynch on the other team. I mean God knows why Shotzi was in there but anyway um, so you've got the bigger names in respect of that so I suppose it makes sense as to why they picked up the win but I just thought Damage control needed the win more. I suppose they are doing this tease of, you know, Bailey either breaking out of the group or being thrown out of the group. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like they needed the win more and I kind of stick to that. But as far as the match goes, I actually, I really enjoyed it as an opener. I really enjoyed it as a War Games match as well. I thought the booking and the pacing of this match was actually better than the men's. Um, so I preferred it over the men's war games match as well. Um, not to say I didn't enjoy elements from the men's. We'll, we'll get on to that. Um, but yeah, I just thought the pacing of the match, um, the use of the use of weapons and the spots in the match were overall better. And apart from the winners, um, like I said, who I thought should have been damage control. Uh, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a very, very strong opener. What about yourself, Joe? Yeah, I really enjoyed the opening match. But um, as you said about the storyteller, they did this, this thing on SmackDown where Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair tagged. And the, the story of the match was like, obviously, from Survivor Series a couple of years ago, they had that match and then they had the belts and they swapped and you know, famously Charlotte Flair dropped the title and there was bad blood and she and they didn't like each other. Well, this was basically the continuation of that story from all those years ago, where they were like, oh, okay, we're in the War Games match together. Let's see if we could like tag together, gel as a team. But there's been a kerfuffle where they shoved each other. And I thought they always do this when War Game with Survivor Series comes. They're like, they always have the like team members not getting along and arguing. One doesn't like the other. And that team usually wins then coming at Survivor Series, you're thinking, oh, can they get on in Survivor Series? Oh, they just had a big argument. And I, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, that means they're going to win then. But nevertheless, I still really enjoyed it. Um, as you said, with the use of the weapons, I thought it was carefully used. Dakota Kai on the outside with the kendo stick, like shoving it through the, the opening of the cage, like poking, poking her, um, I think it was Becky Lynch in the ribs with the, the, the kendo stick and then the like the spot with you sky with the trash can i think she does that every year now i think every time she's in war games she always does that spot but yeah overall i really enjoyed the match and then i think the pivotal moment of the match is when charlotte and becky actually like rushed at each other and hugged i think that was like the moment of the match 
I think that they were like, oh yeah, we we've made up now. We respect each other. We we're not we we don't hate each other now. So I think that was probably the story of the match, not damage control falling apart. What did you think of it as an opener, Jamie? Did you um did you enjoy it, and how did you compare it to the the men's later on? Yeah, I do think um, similar to what you said, it did flow a little bit better, and I'd probably say it was more entertaining than than the men's match. Uh, the men's match I thought was a bit of a drag. But, uh, there were some good spots in the match, and again, you could tell the way it was going. Um, with it all, they kept saying that Michael Cole and Comedy all the time, every five minutes. Oh, Bailey, the MVP of the match. Bailey, well, I was like, well, she's getting pinned, isn't she? I mean, you keep saying she's the MVP. Obviously, she's going to lose the match, and that's obviously going to set up the breakup, which is probably going to happen on SmackDown. She's obviously put in a great performance to say, no, she's going to be the MVP of the match if they get this win. She's the MVP of this team. She's saving everybody. And obviously, it's just going to come down to it at the on SmackDown, where it's like, you lost us the match, you did this, blah, blah, blah. We're getting rid of you kind of thing. And obviously, she still had a good showing for it. But um, that's the way it worked. It's the way I predicted it. I predicted Becky Lynch to get the pin. I get two points. Good start to the event. Fair enough. And go on then, Joe. You'll have to remind me what, because of course I wasn't here last week, who did you and Dan go for in your predictions? Well, I, as I alluded to earlier, I said damage control to win because I thought, you know, they're the more cohesive unit. And I thought with like the Becky Lynch and Charlotte thing, I thought that they were just like not going to get on and that was going to cost them the match. But obviously the storyline on SmackDown kind of like put that, put that to bed really. So I said damage control to win. I believe I said Kyrie Singh to pin... I think I said Shotzi, and I'm pretty sure Dan said damage control to win, but I think he said Asuka. I, Asuka I think I think Dan said Bianca Belair, Bianca Belair. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Who I'm got the pin? Sure. I can't even remember. Becky Lynch, that's why I said I get two points. Oh, dear Lord Almighty. So, uh, nothing for me, two points for Jamie. One point no- for Dan. One point for Dan and nothing for Joe. There we go. Yeah, he definitely had damage. He definitely had Team Belair because I remember him saying Joe's favourite Team Belair. Then yeah. I'll just go with Bianca. Lovely stuff. All right, then. Well, the second match of the night was the singles match for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunther defending the title against the Miz. I'll start with you, Jamie. I felt that this was a very decent match, but I expected it to be so. Well, yeah, I mean, he's probably. Similar to what Dolph Ziggler, but obviously, you know, I've loved the Miz since day one. I think he is the most underrated wrestler in the history of the world wrestling entertainment. I think he is a great wrestler. Obviously, he is a little bit more safe, which is why he probably doesn't get the um, accolades that he does, because he is a good worker in the ring. Um, Gunter, again, he's had, what, between Gunter and Walter, He's pretty sure over the last 10, 15 years, he's probably had the most five-star matches in the company, if you include NXT. So he is a solid wrestler. He always put on a good match. And I thought probably people didn't think, similar to when it was like MJF and Brian Danielson in AEW, they didn't think that MJF could probably hang with Brian Danielson. But hopefully this puts the Miz on kind of the wrestling map to say, yes, he can do it with the wrestlers as well. He doesn't have to be in entertainment. He doesn't have to be in these gimmick matches. He doesn't have to be the entertainment relief. He can actually be in a really good wrestling match. And hopefully this will put him forward to hopefully get another title run at some point in the new year. Joe? Yeah, I kind of agree with uh, what Jamie said there. Like Going into this match, the Gunter was basically saying that there's you're good into the continental champion, but you're just an entertainer, you're not a wrestler. He's like, I'm a pure wrestler. This to me, this match is sacred. I don't respect you because you make this out to be a joke, and I'm a wrestler and you're an entertainer. So I think this was all about Miz like proving he's an actually a really good wrestler and he's just all round good at he's a good entertainer, host, whatever. And I think in this match he actually proved he was a good wrestler and actually on Raw. Gunter did say on a backstage segment, you know, last last night you proved to me, you know, you earned my respect for actually showing you a good wrestler, but you're basically still not on my level. So I thought that was quite a nice touch. 
I I enjoyed the match to the point where, I mean, I I assume we all predicted Gunther to retain. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So it's it's points all round to be expected on this one, nice and easy. Um, but they, I'd be interested to see who the booker was on this match. I don't know if it's been announced yet, but they've got this very very clever way, especially in WWE, and it's all alluded to the fact, of course, that it's sports entertainment, but where. They try and make you believe that something different is going to happen. And we all knew Gunther was going to retain. Yet, at certain points during the match, there were points where I thought, are they going to do this here? Is is the Miz actually going to pick up the win? It's, you know, obviously... He didn't, but, well, I don't think it would have been... It, it, let's say, for example, it did happen. I think I would have been disappointed. The Miz, at his point in his career, with everything that he's done, he's not in the right position now, nor should he be, to be beating Gunther when the person that needs to be... It reminds me almost of the streak with The Undertaker. I'm not comparing it to the streak with The Undertaker, but the person who beat, who should have beat The Undertaker probably should have been Roman Reigns the year after. He should have been somebody up-and-coming who... Needed the win to elevate, you know. Well, yeah, but you could have argued Randy Orton at WrestleMania 21. Maybe it was too early, maybe a few years later. It wasn't that that big of a streak at that point, no. Exactly, exactly. 14 or 15, wasn't it? If If yeah, if the streak was as big as it is now or or was at the end of it when it got broken and it was Randy Orton, it absolutely should have been, but it needed to be somebody up and coming to elevate them to the next level i.e. a Roman Reigns a year after or even that year. Um I mean you could you could argue it did elevate Brock Lesnar to even bigger height though. Yeah, that you could, Raven. but he, but, he did. Did, but he didn't need it though, did he? Um, no, but it showed you how dominant he was and then you had the yeah. thing with sixteen suplexes beating John Cena, Suplex City. He did kind of go into a new level after that. And he did have a dominant I year agree. where he was literally just picking everybody apart. And I think that's because of the streak. Yeah, no, I, I do agree. And, and and this is what needs to happen with Gunther for me. It needs to be somebody who is up and coming, who needs the win. You know, the Miz doesn't need the win. He's not up and coming. He's been there, done that. Whether it be a, you know, a Chad Gable or somebody like that. I know he's had his opportunity and, you know, didn't win, but but let's see what they do with him. It needs to be somebody like that. And ultimately, when he does drop the title, it needs to work both ways. It needs to be because he is going on to bigger and better things, not that he just drops the title and then fizzles out. And ultimately, for the person that picks up the title, they need to have a decent, lengthy title run that then puts them on to bigger and better things from that, not you drop the title and then disappear, which as good as WWE are for certain things and like they were in the booking of this match where it almost looked like the Miz was going to pick up the win, they do have a reputation for letting people or characters or just wrestlers in general fizzle out after a big win and not doing much with them. So I think... I think almost as well, it almost does go through a bit of a disservice what happened at the end of the event, which we'll get on to, because I think that potentially changes plans for WrestleMania to what I thought was going to be the plan for Gunther at WrestleMania. But but let's see. Gunther picked up the win. He retains the Intercontinental Championship. Points all round. Santos Escobar in the next match, defeating Dragon Lee in a match just under eight minutes. And, I mean, this almost threw all of us when it came to our predictions. But can I just check, first of all, nobody picked Carlito to pick up the win, or did they? No. You're not fibbing me now, are you, Joe? No, I'm pretty sure we all said Santos Escobar. What happened? Basically, what happened on on SmackDown is that Santos jumped him, uh, jumped Carlito and beat him up so badly they said, um, Nick Alder said, you know, um, Carlito so badly injured he can't he can't fight at Survivor Series, and he's basically um, Dragon Eve said, "Oh well, I'll take his place then." And Nick Aldis was like, "All right then, you can have a match." And I was it. I was like, "Okay," but yeah, it was it was a good decent lucha libre match. But we all knew Santos Escobar was going to win. The change of opponents, I would have liked to have it more build, but the fact they had no build at all, 
you kind of predicted it really like it would have been the squash match. If it's more of a build and you like why is um why is Dragon E like such a like up and superstar? They kind of like showed a little brief package about him, but that was it. I think the fact that it had so much little builds, you kind of hope and, and you know, I, I never hope anybody gets injured or is injured, but you kind of hope the reason Kalito was taken out of the match is because of a legitimate injury. Has anybody heard anything? Because I haven't, because it makes it to no. me it sounds like a work, which if it is, it pees me off a little bit because I like Dragon Lee. I like what I've seen from him and it's good that he's had a uh, a decent match on a you know a, a pay-per-view or even a big four pay-per-view but god I feel like Carlito gets the wrong end of the stick all the time and now he's come back you know for probably his final WWE run and if they're already doing this to him then god help him yeah I don't know what position Carlito is in I think because he's obviously like a lot a bit older now and he's like I'm not more experienced I think he's just there to like help the talent or like put them over he's just like that guy now I don't. I can't see him doing much more, to be honest. Did you watch this match, Jamie? Or was this your bathroom break? Um, no. I, there was two matches I skipped. What? This was one of them. Uh, and the next one, I'm assuming. Uh, yeah, both predictable matches. Um, yeah. so yeah. Well, we all got points on this one, and yeah, no, I give them their dues. Look, they're both very good workers. We we know that they can both go in the ring. I'm liking Santos Escobar more and more. I see him. Um, I think he's playing the heel character well, and he, and he did need it. I did think he needed that tweak. Um, I don't know really what's going to happen with the LWO moving forward from here. I almost feel like it's run its course a bit now, Joe. Yeah, so. Uh, when Santos turned on Ray, like um, his two minions, um, I can't remember, Cruz del Toro and the other one, uh, Raul Mendoza, that's it. They basically were in a faction with him in NXT called Legado del Fantasma. Mm-hmm. And they basically called him to the ring saying, oh, yeah, we need to be Legado again. We need to be Legado del Fantasma. And basically they slapped him and said no. But there's rumours that... Um, there's two other Spanish superstars um, on NXT, um, Humberto Carrillo, and uh, he's got a cousin who as well. There's rumours that they're going to be in Legado del Fantasma with Santos now and be like they're going to be the new like Legado del Fantasma. But yeah, as you said with the LWO, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how if. Rey Mysterio is actually injured or whether it's a work I'm, I'm not sure what's going to happen with it to be honest Fair enough, no problem at all Alright then The match that Jamie also skipped Rhea Ripley defending the Women's World Championship against Zoe Stark and was successful in doing so now Jamie, Well, I mean, again I'm assuming we all went for Rhea Ripley Actually, Dan went for um, Zoe Stark. He that, said, that's ridiculous. Um, I've got to be honest here. Jamie said it on last week's podcast. That was like, it's the end of the year. I've got nothing to lose. Jamie's going to win anymore. I'm going to go for Walco. I'm going to go for Zoe Stark to win. And then Jamie did the predictable. Don't be so stupid. stupid. Well, yeah, I wish I had heard that. I... Well, you would if you listened to the podcast. <laughs> Unfortunately, I was in the hospital. Not for the whole time, though, so what? what's my other excuse? I haven't got any. Wherever working, you find your podcast. Working. Absolutely. Don't you know it. Um, yeah, predictable. However, whilst Jamie did skip this match, I will say that this is the point where then I did have to take the dirty plates out from whilst having our tea. So I missed about um, three or four minutes of it. And then when I came in, I just caught the ending to see what happened. But, but look. We know how well Rhea Ripley goes in the ring. She's absolutely the um, top female wrestler between the two shows at the moment. And I'm not I'm not getting bored with her being champion because I'm not getting bored with Judgment Day. She's effectively like the de facto leader. And I think that works so well for her. Um, and as far as I'm concerned, long may it continue, I'm quite happy for her to hold the title till Mania. And I think she's going to. I assume the Mania match is going to be her versus Becky Lynch. Yeah, um, I, I think that's basically been in the books since like half a month, basically. Yeah, so yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. 
decent match for what I saw. And um, yeah, whilst, it was okay. Whilst, yeah, whilst predictable, the right winner. I think we all agree. I'm sure even Dan would agree. Yeah, obviously, um, he thought Rhea Ripley would win, but he says, oh, he sat just to be different, and he thought, well, I've I got nothing to do, so I'm just going to go for that, but, yeah. Okay, right then, and our main event of the evening. Now, before we get to the main event, we did have a quality return. We did, Jamie, during the event itself. He's finally back after at least a year out. Our truth is back. It's the moment we all wanted, and you know what? It was that big of a news. It kind of kick-started the media conference afterwards because it was it was what everybody wanted to know, and they were talking about how they could keep the return so quiet and how nobody... Like, literally, forget SummerSlam 2021 or 2020, whenever it was. You'll never see it coming, and nobody did. He had his, he had his rustlers... Or ruffles, or whatever they were. Rustlers. Had, it's, it's not the UK microwaveable burger brand. Yeah, he, he had his nice ruffles, and he came up, and you know what? It was great. I, that's the only night I popped. There's twice, there's two moments during Survivor Series that I popped, and that was one of them. Did no, you hear, I lied. Did three you hear times. Three, three times, times I popped, and that was one. Did you hear the pop he got though? It was a massive pop. People were as it should be. That. It's the only one. It's the only one we wanted, and we've got him. And now he's just going to be like comic relief backstage, like he was on Raw for the rest yeah, of the show. They um, they had the tease as well, of course, with the War Games match, where obviously we knew that the the fifth man. Was Randy Orton, not Hulk Hogan. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and I, you know they they almost did themselves a bit of a disservice on this because I I know why they did it. It was the tease. Will he be there? Won't he be there? I mean, we knew he was going to be there. Um, but you know they, they want to keep the crowd guessing. They want to keep the crowd on edge. Will Randy be there? Is he going to turn up? Blah blah blah. But you're doing yourself a disservice to the point where obviously people were hoping to see the person that we'll get to at the end of the event. And even then they were chanting that person's name because I think people were starting to think, oh, maybe Randy isn't coming back. Maybe he isn't back yet from injury, blah, blah, blah. Well, it's got to be this person. So oh, it, it almost, it almost didn't go quite well for him. Fir- imagine, like, obviously he was in AEW in the last match he had was obviously it. All in London, so obviously it's only what three months. And ago. we saw but it. Could we you, saw we it. We saw it. But could you imagine, like his first match back is straight into a war games? I know. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was never going to happen. Like he was never going to be in the match. But the second time I popped was when Randy did come out because, as you all know, he is like what my favorite wrestler. But behind Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of all time. I love Randy Orton, so it was nice to see him back. In better shape than ever as well. And the yeah, third time great. I popped was that RKO off the top. Yeah. It was a look, it was a decent match. Team Cody got the victory. Did we all go Team Cody? I'm pretty um, sure we, we did. did yeah. Yes. I just listened to the podcast. We all went for Team Cody. And I've got who we all went for as well. Please remind team. us. So Team Cody. Um, Ju so to earn his stripes. Dan said, "No date, no point." I went for Randy Orton just because oh, it was dear. a bit of... No point. And Joe and Taron went for a Cody pin for. Oh, good. Well, we knew that was coming. We Except Joe did it. say Drew McIntyre is going to turn on them and he would destroy them from the inside. Well, I believe I also <laughs> mentioned I thought Damien Priest would cash in. You said both lose points. Damien Priest would cash in during the match and win the title. Hey, it bloody nearly happened. You tried, yeah. When how, how, Reyes... how would it happen if you cash in during a war games match? Is that because that would have been a clever way to do it? Like, could you? Well, that's why if, I thought they would have done it. If he cashed in, but then Cody Rhodes gets the pin and then he'll become the new champion. Would that well, happen? I assume so. Yeah. And I'd love, I'd love to see that happen because, I mean, obviously when Rhea Ripley's music hit when Randy's didn't, I popped because I was like, I knew straight away that's why her music hit. And when she ran out with a briefcase, I was like, 
oh my god, it's going to happen. Now I didn't think somebody else would get the pinfall. I I thought the cashing was going to happen, and um, I thought Priest was going to do it. But you make a good point. If the cashing happens, that match as a whole surely then becomes for the world title, and therefore surely that, anybody, that, even yeah, somebody on his team, like could get man like in. Battle Royale then first pin wins. It'd be like there. the twenty four seven title. Connor wins it. Could you imagine? Well, exactly. So, so I can see why they didn't do it in respect of that because it could cause con- confusion. And they're not smart enough to do that. They're not, and something like that needs to happen. Something like get it get in cash in during a multi man stipulation. Cash it in in the rumble. Cash it in during the money in the bank. (laughs) It comes full circle. (laughs) But it's for a year, isn't it? Yeah. Up till the next money in the bank match, that'd be a year. If it was a year to the day, the next event, it probably wouldn't be. It'd probably be like the week after or something. But yeah, that'd be like inception, that would. But yeah, I, I was. I was at least happy for the pop and the fact that it nearly happened because I felt like something like that needed to happen in the match. So that that was good to see. But ultimately, not <laughs> successful because the cashing never happened because we the music hit Jamie. Randall Keith Orton returned. Not to his new funky music I thought he'd get from the remix that the, the band have done, but he is back. He is. Yeah, it looks um, great. He does look great, and it's so happy to have him back, like I said. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. want to see some RKOs. Um, I mean, you missed my uh, interpretation of the, the Cody Rhodes promo last week as well. That was that was fun, if you remember Cody Rhodes' promo announcing him. Do you remember uh, it, Taron? I remember where he was going, someone I created a legacy Someone I created with. a legacy with. You might call You're him looking at me <laughs> like I'm prey. But don't you know that with us, we have an apex predator. You may be hearing voices in your heads. It was terrible. But no, yeah, it's it, good to no, have him back. It was good to get the pop. It was good to get the pop. And talk us through that big spot then, Joe, with uh, JD McDonough. Yeah, they got um, they got JD up on the corner of the War Games cage, and they got him like right in the middle. They kind of like just like just flung him off the edge, and then right classic Randy Orton caught him in midair and RKO'd him. So yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. And then he hit. I believe he then hit Damien Priest with RKO, then flung into Cody Rhodes, and then Cody Rhodes hit the crossroads and hit one, two, three. I thought, as you said, um, I thought the women's war games match was slightly better, but this one I still thought was good. There was like a couple of fun spots in there, but ultimately it led. It was all about the comeback, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Like it was a good match, but it's all about the end, really, isn't it? It was so. They they did it to us again because in the Triple H era he loves to we had it with Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules was it last year yeah last year when of course I can't remember what the main event was but I remember Matt Riddle was in it Matt Riddle was victorious and he had his arm raised up back on the entrance ramp at the Titan Tron and um, the the logo comes up in the bottom right hand corner the copyright logo. And they were doing it all again with this. They were all in the ring. The arms were raised. The camera was panning, zooming out to show the entire arena. The copyright logo had already come up on the screen and then it changed to the press conference one to say stick around for the press conference. And Michael Cole finished off his whatever he was saying. And I was I was thinking to myself, it's either going to happen now and everyone's going to lose it or it's just going to fade to black. And everyone's going to lose it because it didn't happen, but lose it in a different way, including me. And that music hit, and that is, I mean, that that pop was loud. Yeah. It was louder than the AEW one in a sense that it, when I say it was louder than the AEW one, it was only just, and I'm not knocking the AEW one at all, because that was a massive comeback to wrestling for CM Punk, and it was massive for AEW. But it was louder in the sense that I think, People knew, people did know he was coming back to wrestling when it was in AW. It was, you know, the worst kept secret. With this, whilst I say I think some people knew, people had resigned themselves to the fact it wasn't happening. 
There was so yeah. much said on the dirt sheets that he may very well come back, but it's not the deal hasn't been done in time this time or it's not the right time. They've got big enough stars. If it is going to happen, maybe it'll be at the Rumble or maybe it'll be the Raw after Mania next year. And when they did the way that they did it, and, you know, not announcing him before and, you know, only announcing Randy Orton. And the reasons they said they were announcing Randy Orton was to take the sting out of the fact that Punk wasn't going to be there. So people didn't expect him to be there and be disappointed. They they were basically saying by announcing Orton, Randy Orton's the person coming back. No one else. So don't be disappointed. This is who you're getting. And people resided to the fact that that was going to happen, including me. So, Joe, when that music hit... I lost it because I, I managed to say spoiler free. You've got to remember that you guys knew what was coming. I didn't. Yeah, I just I was like waiting till the end, and then I just heard the music, and then everyone was like, "What? What? What?" And then like, I I thought that for a minute they were just gonna troll over and play the music, and then not come out, and then he's like, "He's here," and then. Like as you said, like the entire arena went absolutely batshit for him, and it was like so it was so loud, and the pop was huge. But yeah, they it, it was such a good comeback. But I, I I appreciated it more for like what leaked on the dirt sheets afterwards, and like all of the, like the supposed reactions for it, like like Seth Rollins' reaction, and then Drew apparently Drew McIntyre was pissed off by it, and I'm like. Oh, yeah. they're starting. They're starting. They're starting the storyline already. People saying, love it. People, yeah. the kayfabe is kayfabe real. Is it dead? Who knows? But yeah, it's all. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Jamie, Cop- then Jamie, give us yes. your give us your thoughts on his return as our resident AEW expert. Give us your comparisons to his AEW debut. Um, to his return to WWE, and then just give us your overall thoughts. Are you happy he's back? Okay, so to answer question one, what was that? Uh, his, his, the thoughts on it. I mean, uh, compared to AEW, yeah. um, obviously it was a bigger crowd. It was unexpected coming up to the end of the show. Um, I think AEW announced it in advance to say CM Punk will be here, so you already know it was happening. You already kind of knew, so you kind of you don't have that excitement of it happening out of the blue. You you, you know it's getting ready, like you're hyping up for it, you're preparing yourself for it, so you, it's not much of a shock, it's not a, an expulsion of energy and excitement, because it's not a surprise. Well, don't Obviously. forget when he first came to AEW, that wasn't announced before, and it was his return to Collision that was. It wasn't, it was never announced, his first one. Oh, you talk about the first one? When he when he returned to wrestling and debuted in AEW, everybody knew it was going to happen, because it was in Chicago and it was a massive rumour, but they never announced it. Are you sure? I am sure. I assure you. Joe can vouch for me. I'm sure. Um, I thought I they announced so. it. They ne- they never announced his return to wrestling. No, that's why his pop was so massive. They never announced his AEW debut. They only announced his return when for the debut episode of Collision. Believe me, I assure you, 100. You can all do your research afterwards. But sorry, carry on. Because his debut was on Rampage. His debut was on Rampage, that's right, and his return was on Collision. But they never announced his they never announced his debut to in AW on Rampage. It was just heavily rumoured. That's why people were people were expecting it. They thought it was going to happen, but they never said we signed CM Punk and he's debuting on Rampage. Yeah. But the, but they said CM Punk is returning at Collision when he returned last this year. But sorry, yes, carry on. You you were telling me about your reactions to it. I can't remember when he actually um, debuted in AEW. Obviously, it was a great moment, like you said, when he when he did it in AEW because he's he's returned to wrestling and he had the whole jump in the crowd. It felt like he was like a little kid in a playground. He was having a good time. Whereas this one, like you said, on Raw at the end of his promo, he's not here to make friends. He's here to make money, and this is what it's all about. At the end of the day, it's all about the money side of it all, and. Triple H has always said, Paul Levesque, he's always said, anyway, if it's what the fans want, it's good for money. And that's the only thing that Tony Khan didn't want to do. Yes, it would have been good for money, but he wants to look after his own life and well-being. You know, he's feared for his life. So obviously he doesn't want to be with, be around CM Punk and have that. So he wanted 
but at the end of the day WWE is a major company under where they are now people are talking about it it's massive of course it is um I didn't like the way they did it to be completely honest he just came out and just stood there nothing happened but it is what scooter it is it was to, a good the moment. scooter tuned in to Raw that's what they, they did it like, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah they did on the, pod, on the press conference he will be on Raw that's why they did it to get people to tune into Raw get more eyes on Raw and I think they said on Raw it's like the most like viral clip ever yeah. in WWE. It's like 1.5 million views or something ridiculous. Oh, it's like the biggest yeah. viewed clip for WWE, I think, on YouTube as well and on social media overall. Um, it is, but but when you said yeah, you know, that, like, that, that, that would have happened if anything happened, like if if he came down to the ring and squared up with Seth Rollins, for example. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then he was there, like just face to face with Seth Rollins. The music stops, it goes silent, and all the crowd are chanting CM Punk, CM Punk. They look left, they look right, they look at all the crowd. That would have been a better moment for me because you would have had that build. You would have just had them. It, the, the music would have stopped. You would have had the moment between the two because we all kind of know where that's going now anyway. But you would have had the whole fans absolutely losing their crap with them two in the ring together. But he was just stood there at the top. And it just ended. Yes, we've seen everything else that happened afterwards with the whole Seth Rollins thing where he's kind of like doing something at him, like pointing towards him, like not happy or whatever. Like I said, there's been loads of rumours with Drew McIntyre. Corey Grace, if you've seen that video, he's just got his arms yeah. crossed, just kind of like, yeah. ugh, that kind of thing. But like I said, it's only good for the money side and the wrestling side of it. We'll see how much active he is actually in there. We hope it doesn't bring a negative attitude. He said he's changed. He mentioned AJ in his promo on Raw. There's been rumours now that she might even could be coming back, which I'd love to see at the moment. Oh, well, she has a Rumble appearance. Yeah, exactly. that'd be good. Um, So we'll see what happens there. But like I said, it's good all about it. But, you know, four to three months ago, all three of you were shitting all over him when he was in AEW. So I now you're happy he's back in WWE. I wasn't. I was more than happy. <laughs> he, he was the only reason I was watching AEW. I've got an excuse not to watch it now. So I mentioned earlier about the fact that I thought this was the way originally WrestleMania was going to go. So originally I thought your two main events for WrestleMania, or I'm sure one of the women's matches will be the main event, but your two men's world title matches for WrestleMania were going to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. And Gunther versus yeah, yeah, and Gunther versus Seth Rollins. No, um, that's how I thought it was going to go. Now, surely Joe and Jamie, it's got to be Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns and CM Punk versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, obviously no. it's going to be that. That's that's why like Seth reacted the way he is. Seth, I think they told Seth he was coming back, and then obviously he cut that promo on Raw where he's like. He's a he's a hypocrite. So they've built the story already, and we got until April to build a build a build a build. So yeah, I, I I agree. It's um, you've got to think. Obviously, we were discussing this the other day, Taron, as well. Like you you've got to bring the rumble into the consideration here as well now. So unless I, Cody Rhodes does win it two years in a row, which I he think could it's do. Be, I think it's going to be um, Randy Orton versus. Uh, Roman at the Rumble because Brandy basically said. No, I'm Royal saying Rumble. the Royal Rumble as in who's going to oh, win the Royal Rumble. Oh, who's going to win it? Um, probably, yeah. So if Cody Rose does it for the second year in a row, I know we were talking about how boring it would be if that happened. We doubt CM Punk is going to be in the match. I mean, he could win it all, but then is that even more predictable if he's in it and does that? Well, I, 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 th- I think we could have CM Punk and Seth Rollins at the Rumble and Drew McIntyre wins it and it's CM Punk, Drew McIntyre if they want to prolong that story. It's certainly a way of doing it. I know we um we we did speak about it on Tuesday, but for our listeners, my current thought, and this could all very well change by the time it comes around to January and our Rumble predictions, is that now I think Punk will, if he if he's in the Rumble match rather than the World Title match, Punk will win the Rumble to face Seth mm-hmm. Rollins, and Cody Rhodes will win a number one contenders elimination chamber match at elimination chamber to face Roman. Um, but that's think, all thinking about it at the moment until we actually know what's going to happen. The thing is, well, you don't really need that match. I mean, like, 
All Cody Rhodes has to say is, I want to finish the story and blah, 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 and he'll get the match. But he probably has to jump through hoops or something as well. Well, Reigns should be saying, why? I have yeah, beaten exactly. you. You do yeah. not deserve it. But the question is as well, like, we're coming up, what, by April at WrestleMania. You've now got CM Punk in this picture. You've got, obviously, the rivalry with Seth Franklin, Rollins, and Drew McIntyre. Where does the money in the bank fall into this picture now? Because you had the Seth Rollins and the back issues where you thought, oh, he could do it at any moment. Hmm. Where does this now leave the money in the bank picture? And that was a question I was going to ask you all on this podcast today. Because maybe they just swerve, not pun intended. Maybe they swerve everybody and maybe he catches in to make it a triple threat match. Or maybe he cashes straight in on CM Punk as soon as he wins the title. Which yeah, would be it's, really when, it's, when it's money in the bank, it'll be July. It's in July, isn't it, each year at the moment. So so he's got he's got till J- July. Mania is... April, 3rd, 2nd, something like that. So yeah. he's got two to three full months almost. But would he cash Mania. in on Cody and, or CM Punk? Well, they he, seem may, a bit he may very well. Well, yeah, but he might do, but he, we're not saying he's going to win it. What One would think, yeah. they because they are pushing Damien Priest, so one would think he is going to take the title, but maybe he won't now. Maybe if it is going it's to... Plan, plans have changed. Him. Yeah, plans have changed now. Punk's back. A month ago, Punk wasn't anywhere I, near coming I back. I've got to put this out there. Does CM Punk versus Seth Rollins, does that beat the World Heavyweight Championship? Can we just have that match for WrestleMania? And can, yes. Can, I think... Can David Priest like, cash in on Seth Rollins like, before he faces... And have Damon Priest Drew McIntyre at WrestleMania? Yeah, and then you just have CM Punk versus Seth Rollins and there's no title match. Just, does does CM title? Punk and Ro- uh, Seth Rollins need the world title at WrestleMania? No. No, but yes, at this moment in time. Reason being is, let's not forget, when CM Punk left and as some people would say, threw his toys out of the pram and disappeared nearly a decade ago. It was because he wasn't getting a world title match at Mania. He was about to be put into a programme with Kane. He was eliminated by Kane. and He wasn't getting the main Mitchell. event at yeah. Mania. Well, he, he wasn't getting the main event, but your main event at WrestleMania this year, for t- uh, this coming year, for your two nights, is going to be one of the men's world titles and one of the women's world's titles. So he's not going to be in the main event, regardless of whether he's... The, the main event is go, the main event for the men's is going to be Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, 100%. That would be a night two. Night one might yeah. be CM Punk, Seth Rollins, if it's for the title. Well, it, 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 it could very well be, but, but it may very well just be um, one of the women's matches, which if it's not, if he's not going to be in the main event, Main event, and by main event, I mean the last match of one of the two Mania nights. Then it's got to be for the world title because I don't think he would accept or be happy that it would be a singles match with no title placed in the middle of either of the two nights on the card. So if it's not going to be the main event of either night, it's got to be for the world title, in my view. It's got to be Kane. But normally it wouldn't need the world title, but it's going to be Mania. Yeah, true. I think that's my stance on it. Dan will be listening to the show in tomorrow or the day after. He'll be shaking his head going, no, 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 no. And he'll have a whole different take on it, which I'm sure we look forward to uh And he can tell week. us at the start of next week's episode. He can we'll indeed. Give the, we'll give him the floor. Tam will forget by then, but we'll give him I the will. floor and Dan will remind him. But until then, before we move on to the quiz, we have to pass on our congratulations, unfortunately. Congratulations, unfortunately. For the third year in a row to Jamie for being the 2023 Pay-Per-View Prediction League winner. He did it in 2021. He's done it again in 2022. The final standings were Jamie on 64 points. Me, in a well-respected, I will say, 59-point second place. Joe, you beat your brother, 55 points. And Dan, bringing up the rear with 52. A poor, 
poor showing for Dan. Fantasy bucket, he gets two. He wants fantasy bucket, that's fine. Well, Can I just say as well, I gave you the first two pay per views. You did indeed. I, I said at Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn will beat Roman Reigns. I gave you the first two pay per views. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, congratulations, Jamie. Three years in a row. Let's see what 2024 brings. Speaking Another of three years, one. well, let's see. Speaking of three years in a row, can Dan make it three years in a row of winning our yearly annual quiz yes. league? Now, he's not <laughs> here this week, so he can't pick up a point. The current table sits at Dan on 13, Jamie on 10, me on 5. Who did I win two. from the other day? Uh, did you week. you won last week? I do apologise. Yes. So you're on eleven, so you're only two behind. So it could be it could be a Liverpool Cup double. Well, it could be. I don't think that there's enough weeks left of the year for. I think there's only like four or five weeks, including this one, left of the year. So neither me or Joe can pick up the win this year. But Jamie, there's all to play for. You can't pick up a point, however, this week. No, because I've been robbed because Joe forgot to do a quiz. He did. So, Joe, <laughs> you are on it next week. Don't yeah. even forget. Um, but, Jamie, you've got something for me and Joe this week. Oh, yeah. Well, the other... Um, a few weeks ago, we, we, we didn't do the podcast. Uh, however, I did create a quiz just in case because it was just Joe and myself at the time. And I thought, I'm going to try something a little bit different, see if it works. So I created a, a little quiz. Um, and using my good friend um, Chad a little bit as well, I thought we could bring Chad back because Tamara's never met Chad, um, and we could use Chad uh, to help with the assistance of this quiz. So all it is is I'm going to go through ten questions. All of the answers is a number. However, I'm going to use Chad to give me a random generated number between a certain amount, and you just have to tell me is the answer higher or lower than Chad's guess? So are we writing our answers down or are we just going to do you it are writing question? Oh, we're writing it now. Writing okay. Okay. So for the first question, how old is Adam Copeland? So I am going to put the ages between 45 and 55. And Chad tells me, 49 is adam copeland older or younger than 49 is he higher or lower okay question two how many days did bad bunny hold the 24 7 title it is between 20 and 40 days the random generator gives us 22. Ooh. Was it more? Was it higher than 22 or lower than 22? Okay. Question three. How many times did Christian Cage hold the Intercontinental Championship? I have generated this between two and six. The generator gives us six. Is it higher or lower? It can't be higher if you generated it between two or six, surely. It could be. I've only given you a generated number. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Because, again, like, if, say, for example, the answer is that, I don't want it to be the same, do I? Could because there be a situation in this quiz where we break even, where we say it is the no, it's neither higher nor lower, it's the number no, that's been that's what, I, that, that's what I was just saying. Right, I see. So okay. I've done it, so obviously you shouldn't get that. That's fine, then. Let's if do it, it does, I'll regenerate it, basically. Okay. Uh, because do, we're going to a three-digit number now. So before losing the title to Moxley at AEW All Out... Obviously, he has retained it now. Taron's favourite wrestler, Orange Cassidy. How long did Orange Cassidy have the international championship? How many days? It is between 310 and 333. The generated number gives us 314. Is it higher than 314 or lower than 314? Okay. 
Question five. After this year's WrestleMania, how many WrestleManias have been held in Los Angeles, California? It is between three and nine. They have given me the number of four. Is it higher than four or lower than four? That's a difficult one. Right, we'll go with that. Let's move on before I change. According to Brent London Borough Council, what was the turnstile count for AW All In London? I'm putting in some random numbers of 71,500 or 72,900. And the generated number that it's given me is 72,213. So 72,213, is it higher or lower? Right. We're on a winner here, Joe, don't you worry. <laughs> Question seven. Before being thrown out by Nikki Cross, how many different title reigns were officially recognised by WWE for the 24-7 title? It is between 194 and 208. And it's given me 196. Was there more than 196 or less than 196? Right, let's do it. In 2023 so far, Cody Rhodes has the most wins. He has had 99 matches in WWE this year. How many has he won? It is between... 85 and 95 the generator and the generator has given me 87 has cody rhodes won more than 87 or less than 87 out of 99 matches okay question nine how many days has roman reigns been wwe universal champion so this again is a four-digit number, so I'm going between 1175 and 1190. And it has given me 1180, 1180. Is it more or less? Okay. Is this the last one, number 10? And question 10. After last night's episode, how many episodes of AEW Dynamite has there been? It is between, let's generate between 204 and let's go for a 219. And it's given me 213. So has there been more AW Dynamite episodes than 213 or less than 213? And that is your one there. Okay. Right. Yeah, I've either done terrible or really good. Okay, I hope you made note of all of these numbers that got generated. <laughs> okay, how old is Adam Copeland? The generated number, I believe, was 49. Is he older or younger? Uh, I... Older, I said. 50. I think he's 50-odd. Taryn? I think he's exactly 50, so higher. He is exactly 50, correct. Odd. Question two, how many days did Bad Bunny hold the 24-7 title? I believe the generated number was around about 22. Higher or lower? Uh, I put lower. I think it might be lower by like one or two. So you so, lower. I put lower in, as well. Incorrect. It was 28 days. Oh. Question three, how many times did Christian hold the Intercontinental Championship? The generated number was six. Is it higher or lower? Joe? I said, I said lower. Taryn? I also said lower. It was lower. He held it four times. Okay, before losing the title to Mockley All Out, how many days did Orange Cassidy have the international championship? Did you go for higher or lower? 
Uh, I went lower. I went higher. Oh, hang on. Which one's this question four? Yeah. No, higher. I'm looking at question three. Higher I went. Do you remember what the generated number was? <laughs> it was like 300 and odd days, wasn't it? It was, it was about 321, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. It was higher, 326. Good. Okay, question five. After this year's WrestleMania, how many WrestleManias have been held in LA? The generated number, I believe, was four? Was it higher or lower? Higher. I said higher. I think I said five. higher as well. I think it was higher. Correct. One, it's yeah. seven. Oh, God. There we go. According to the Brent London Borough Council, what was the turnstile count for AEW all in London? I believe it gave us 72,240 or something like that. Was it higher or lower? Higher. Higher. 78 times an odd one, no? 72,265 was the turnstile count, according to the Brent London Borough Council. Okay. Before was it higher or lower? It was higher. Good. Seven. Before being thrown out by Nikki Cross, how many different title reigns officially recognised by WWE were there in the 24-7 title? I believe it gave us 196. Was it higher or lower? Lower. Tarrant. Lower. I said Joe. higher. I thought, I thought it was like 200-odd. It was 202. Yeah. No. Okay. Eight. In 2023, Cody Rhodes has the most wins. He's had 99 matches. How many has he won? The random generator gave us 86. Is it higher or lower, Joe? I said lower. I don't know how many, but lower. Taron. Higher. I think he's surely only lost like two or three times. He has had 99 matches and he has won 94. He's only lost five matches. So it's higher. Okay, how many days has Roman Reigns been champion? Um, can I get the number that was on here? No, I can't. What was You're the like number? 1, 000, you said 1,000. Um, 1,180, was it? I want to say it was that. Well, it was it was 1,180, sorry. Yeah. So is it higher or lower? I put lower. Joe? I said higher. It's higher. It's 1,187. And finally, after last night's Dynamite, how many episodes has there been? The answer that he gave us was 207. Is it higher or lower? Higher. Joe? I said, low. I said lower. The answer is 217. Yes. So higher. Right. Total up the scores and hope we don't have a draw. <laughs> Seven. Oh, God. And six. I had to think of another question just in case. A point for me, it puts me on six. Well, at least it was something different. There you go. Yeah, that was good. Don't forget you're on the list. I need to make sure I write the generated numbers down next time because I forgot them. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, how are we actually going through this? This is why it only works if you do it. If you if you have a one-on-one. Do something like that, because then they can just shout out the answer and you've got the generated number straight away. Should have done, done it like that, yeah. yeah. Terrible. Terrible. Pre- uh, prepare to fail, fail to prepare, or the other way round. Well, usually, we, usually in the group chat, we put, who's on quiz tonight? And then Joe will be like, oh, yeah, it's me, I'll do a quiz. And then something yeah, like that. But we never did it, did we? We never no, put it in the, well, in Joe, the chat. Well, so Joe, you're on it next week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my no fault. Oh, right, Joe, where can everybody find us on the socials? You can find us. We're at Grapplecast Show. We're on Threads. We're on X. And we're on Facebook, Grapplecast Show. And don't forget to like and subscribe us. We're on all the podcasting networks. We're on Deezer. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on all of them. Don't forget to like and subscribe us. Lovely, yes. So, as Dan would say, so you never miss a show. And a big thank you to all our listeners as well. We have, what do they call it, Jamie, on Spotify? Uh, Spotify Wrapped. Spotify Wrapped. We got our data for the last year from Spotify, specifically from Spotify, so obviously not taking into account 
all the other platforms that we're on. And we had some very, very good uh, listening and download figures. Or everything's up all up. 450% on listeners. Absolutely. Up 621% on streams. Up 46% on followers. Uh, thank you to all the 81% of us that joined us this year. Thank you for everybody that has listened to us for making us a top 10 podcast. 46 as you did that, 36 in a top five, 16 in number one. Number 16 one people around the world, people. that was a number one. You must be mental. I don't know who you're listening to. Do you not listen to any other podcast? You must not. They must <laughs> do. No, thank you to everyone. Don't and... even my number one podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we will announce our plans for around Christmas probably on next week's show, just for our availability. We may have a little bit of a break, even if it's only just a week break around Christmas. But I'm sure you could afford us all that. But uh, yes, we'll let you all know next week on that. But as always, enjoy the rest of your week, everybody. Enjoy the rest of the wrestling grapple show out there. Jamie, sign us off. Well, I guess about further ado, I bid you a goodbye, a good night, and say chin up, tits out, and watch for the shoe. Ta-ra, guys. Bring the bell!